Would you like to get early access to my ad-free podcast episodes, plus an extra bonus episode every week for only five bucks a month? If so, be sure to check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash drnosleep to get access. The link is in the podcast description. And now, time for the story. My name is David, and my girlfriend Melissa recently decided to start an OnlyFans. For those of you who might be out of the loop about what that is, Basically, it's an online content subscription service where creators earn money from their subscribers directly via one-time tips or pay-per-view. All of this is really a fancy way of saying that, for the most part, it's a way for horny guys to get off to girls that charge them for the privilege of doing so. Now, before we go any further, let me make it clear that I'm not trying to shame anyone. I know that there are a lot of people who use this to make ends meet, gain self-confidence, and boost their social media presence. More power to them. I was initially on board when Melissa explained to me how it worked. She said, It's not like I have to go meet them or have to worry about knowing them where I live or something like that. The fans are just paying me to perform entertainment. Nothing more and nothing less. I actually felt a little silly that she even had to give me that sort of pep talk. I mean, clearly she loved me. She wasn't hiding this from me. And our relationship was getting stronger as a result of her gaining confidence in her body. Plus, the money wasn't bad. In the first week, she earned enough to cover our rent. And she also told me if I ever felt that I needed to reassure myself that nothing was going under my nose, I could check her messages. I told myself I wasn't going to be that sort of partner. I trust her. We share everything with each other. In fact, the way it happened was that she went to take a shower one day and set her phone down while I was installing a new toilet. She told me to read any comments while she was in there and even teased that I could do a photo shoot for her. It was just the spice I was looking for on a dull day, and I obliged her request. Then I inevitably read some of the replies. Smoking hot body. Gorgeous, a goddess on earth. Your man doesn't deserve you. Let me treat you like a queen. I didn't tell her what I read, and I really, really tried to not let it bother me. But there was one comment that really pricked a nerve. The one that really stuck with me. I'm going to make you mine. And then I checked their history and saw that he had messaged her frequently, usually with very provocative requests. When are you going to give me a private show? I wish it was me there doing this to you. Soon enough, nothing will come between us. And a dozen similar comments and DMs. The obsession freaked me out a little. I brought it up to Melissa that night and she shrugged it off. A lot of guys are like that. It's all just role play. You know you're the only one for me, babe. She said reassuringly but I couldn't let it go. Could you maybe block that account? I asked her. She had said in the past that if I ever wanted her to stop, she would. And I hated to pull that card now over something like this, but something about that particular comment disturbed me. I mean, this user is giving a lot of money for my content, David. Look at this. Last 24 hours alone, he gave me nearly $100 just for a boob pic. That's money in our pockets, she said. Yeah, but couldn't you get that money from someone else that's not as creepy? I suggested. David, you're being a little dramatic. It's not like this guy is going to hunt me down. It's online. He has no idea where I live. I'm safe. She told me. It's just weird how often he's trying to bribe you to get with you. Don't you see that? I asked. You're reading too much into it. But I'll tell you what. You and I will do something together for the camera. Show all these horny men that I only belong to you. Hmm? Melissa said as she started to strip for me. It was difficult to say no, even though being on camera did bother me a little. 
As we got started, though, my doubt began to fade as we got lost in the moment. We were doing some pretty kinky things in front of a lot of people, but somehow it didn't seem to bother me anymore. That was amazing. You really were enjoying that. She teased when we were done and then went to upload her content. I bet a lot of them will eat this up. She squealed excitedly. I wasn't too sure how I felt about it, but decided to wait and see. To my surprise, she was right. Many of her subscribers immediately asked for more of the same. You go, girl. What a man. I need someone to do that to me. Wow, I'm speechless. Both of you clearly love each other. But then, the one strange user put in his two cents, and it all spiraled. What is this You really think anyone besides me can have you? I can't believe you have the audacity to cheat on me like this, Melissa. You'll be sorry. Her face paled when she read that last comment, and she brushed back her hair nervously. Okay, so maybe you were right, and we should just block this perv. She said as she went through the steps to take him off her subscriber list. There, done. You won't bother us anymore. She said. I nodded and kissed her, still feeling a little paranoid as we went to bed. An uneasy and unsettling feeling was looming. You know how you sometimes get a sixth sense that something bad is going to happen? The next day, my gut instinct said that we were in trouble. And as soon as Melissa checked her phone, I knew I was right. What the heck, David? What did you do? She asked as she was quickly scrolling through her messages. What are you talking about? I asked. I'm talking about getting me banned off of OnlyFans, you dumb sh**. She said as she shoved the phone into my hands. So when you said you were too tired for round three, what you really meant is that you wanted to go into my account and make me look like a complete idiot? She shrieked. I frowned as I read the message about a policy violation from the creators of the site. Dear user, it has come to our attention that your account has been flagged for outstanding hate speech comments, racial slurs, advertising improper sexual favors, and other offensive behavior. As a result, we have no choice but to remove you from our site for the health and safety of our fans. You may repeal this ban in six months' time, the message read. Babe, this wasn't me, I tried to tell her. But she was so furious she wasn't thinking straight. I don't want to see your face right now, she shouted. She kicked me out of the apartment and said she needed time to think. I tried to text her, explain to her that I didn't mess with her account. No response. She had blocked me. I couldn't believe how blind she was to what was really happening. It obviously had something to do with her obsessed fan. That was the clear and obvious answer. So I did what I think any good boyfriend would do, and I logged into OnlyFans myself to find this prick. Maybe it was a macho thing to do, but I wanted to make it clear that he wasn't going to split us up or ruin her future career. I remembered his username and profile picture easily, but to my surprise, his account was now locked. I would have to send a request before speaking, provide payment, whatever. I was so mad I didn't even worry about that and just paid the fees to send a message. Melissa will never be with you. And once OnlyFans knows you've been hacking other content creators' info, you will be banned permanently, I said. It was a dumb thing to do in retrospect. I guess love makes you do stupid things. It didn't take this creep long to respond. Everything you just said is wrong. Look at the situation you are in now, David. Melissa has abandoned you. She's desperate to regain her fan base, to be back connected to them. To me, there is nothing you can do to stop me from getting what rightfully belongs to me, he said. I was quick to respond. I'm taking snapshots of all our conversations and going to the admins about this. You will be sorry for ever coming into our life, I told him. This time, instead of some sick, twisted message, he sent me a link along with a short comment. Be sure to use Tor browser when accessing, it read. It took me a minute to realize. He wanted me to connect to the dark web. 
Why he wanted to send me a link there didn't make sense, not at first. I left the coffee shop and went to my friend's house, trying to contact Melissa again, but it was a futile attempt. My friend was able to hook me up with the proper equipment to access the dark web and offered moral support about Melissa. You guys will work through this, you always do, he said. Thanks, man, I really needed to hear that, I said as I opened the link the weirdo sent me. It looked like it was just some simple security footage showing the exterior of a parking lot. Then a second later, it switched to hallway cameras, then to different rooms. It looked like a hotel of some kind. Hey, I think I know that place. It's where all the hookers go to make their money, my friend said. His face turned red after admitting that he knew that. The camera switched again, and I felt my stomach churn. It was Melissa in an elevator. This guy must be blackmailing her so she can get her account back. She's going to meet him, I realized. The feed was live. I desperately asked my friend where the hotel was. He hastily gave me the directions. I hopped in my car and floored it, trying again and again to text her. It was immediately clear that this sicko wasn't just interested in sleeping with her. That sixth sense was telling me that something horrible was about to happen if I didn't intervene. I couldn't drive fast enough. I rushed through all the red lights, drifted through turns, anything to get to that hotel as fast as possible. I saw her car parked and checked my laptop again to see if the feed was still playing. She was inside a hotel room, sitting and waiting for someone. I still have time, I thought as I ran to the elevator and pressed the button. It felt like it took forever to get there. And when I slammed my fist on the door, I was sure I was about to walk in on a blood-stained carpet. Relief and surprise took hold as Melissa answered. She looked at me puzzled. David, I knew it. I knew it was you. What? Babe, no, I'm here to warn you. That perv is on his way here, I told her. I don't have time for these lies, David. We are done. Do you hear me? Done. I ran to follow her to the elevator and she slapped me across the face. Do not try to contact me again. I'm reporting you to the police. I stood there in confusion, soon understanding I had fallen right into this predator's trap, but I couldn't just let her become a victim. I ran down the stairs, hoping I could convince her that I was telling the truth. Down in the lobby, I saw Melissa talking to one of the hotel security guards and then pointed at me. Wait, I can explain, I told them. They insisted that I turn in my cell phone and laptop to be scanned. I complied, trying to explain to them how this crazy hacker was manipulating her. Listen, until we get this sorted out, you don't have to believe me or trust me. I can stay with a friend, I told her. She nodded, reluctant to look me in the eye, still convinced I was the monster here. But I never even left the hotel. The police told me I was going to have to come with them for questioning. There is quite a bit of questionable content here, sir. You'll have a lot to answer for, the officer told me. God damn it, I'm telling you this was a hacker. Can't you check the IP address of where that originated? I snarled. We can, sir, and it's right here in this hotel. No denying it. It's best just to come clean now, the officer insisted. Melissa, please, you have to believe me, I told her desperately. You don't need to worry about her anymore. She's in good hands, the guard said, pulling her away. I felt the cold metal of handcuffs against my skin as I was being taken away, and then saw the faintest of smiles cross the guard's face. It was him. It had to be. It made perfect sense. He knew the hotel, knew the layout. Probably a tech wizard, too. In a surge of rage, I fought off the cops trying to take me into custody and ran towards the guard. His smile turned to a frown quickly as I slammed into him and tackled him, using my handcuffed chokehold to demand he confess. Sir, don't make us use force, the officers yelled. I knew I didn't have long, so I applied intense pressure to his neck and snarled. Tell them everything or you die. He could tell I was serious. He shouted and begged me to stop, yelling, yes, yes, it was me. I hacked his laptop. 
After letting the little worm go, I told the officers to check his credentials and internet activity. After investigating his laptop, the officers confirmed he was the culprit and they apologized for the confusion. Melissa finally came to her senses and apologized for not believing me. I can't believe anyone would go through so much just to be with me, she admitted. I kissed her cheek as we went back home. I'm really not surprised this happened, to be honest. You are pretty damn amazing, I told her. And the good news didn't end there. She also got her OnlyFans account reactivated after sending the police report and proving the whole thing was the result of a cyber criminal. We even started making more content together on a regular basis. Still, my paranoia is strong and for good reason. I keep thinking there are others out there just as obsessed as the guard. What if they come after her too? What if we are never safe? I'm not sure the price for fame and fortune is really worth it. COVID hit me a lot harder than expected. Before lockdown, I was on my way to getting a promotion at my small business. The first female to ever achieve something like that. And I had just signed a new lease for a slightly more expensive apartment. I had even started dating a nice guy for once. Things were looking up. And then shit hit the fan. And boy, did it happen quick. First, I discovered I lost my job because the business couldn't afford to keep all of us staffed. Then I couldn't pay my rent and had to move back in with my parents. Talk about humiliating. I thought for sure that my boyfriend would be there for me during all of it, but he just drowned himself in work and forgot about me. My parents were nice enough to let me have my old room back, but Dad sure made it clear he didn't want me there permanently. You're a grown woman now, Laura. You have to start taking responsibility for yourself, he said. I didn't think any of it was fair. Them treating me like a child, me being forced to backpedal all of the goals I had in Lyft because of this stupid pandemic. It sent me into a spiraling depression that felt impossible to escape. The only thing that kept me sane was my good friend named Audrey. When she heard what happened, she insisted we go out for drinks immediately. You can't just sit here and sulk, she insisted. Once we were at a club and she got a few drinks into me, she asked me what I planned to do about work. You don't have to just wait and hope for unemployment, you know. There are plenty of jobs a girl like you could do from the comfort of your bedroom, she snorted. I laughed back, thinking she was just being goofy. What? Do you mean like OnlyFans? I'm not going to expose myself to complete strangers. She laughed about it at first and teased, Girl, you definitely got the body for it. Why not make a little money off of what God gave you? I blushed, and then she pestered me more about it. The joke suddenly becoming a full-blown scheme. I bet it's super simple to set up, too. You could be making money for yourself in a few days with the proper equipment. And best part, no dress code required, Audrey cackled. I'm not sure if it was the alcohol or the way she was talking, but to be honest, what she said was starting to make sense. Why didn't I give it a try? It's not like I was becoming a prostitute or something. Somehow by the end of that night, I had convinced myself to set up an OnlyFans profile. It was surprisingly easy. Maybe part of me hoped that something would make the process difficult and it would give me cold feet, an excuse to back down. But I got it done in less than 20 minutes. Once I was ready to film, I nervously sorted through all of my lingerie and then just said, f*** it, and decided to film naked. Go big or go home, right? 
After I was done, I uploaded the video and hoped that I wasn't making the biggest mistake of my life. What happened next was like a roller coaster. The next few weeks really were like I was on cloud nine. I got an amazing response from the community, followers by the dozens, and all of them were eager to pay for more content. It was just like Audrey had said. They were bending head over heels. It was a confidence boost too. I suddenly felt validated and sexy. It emboldened me to go further, doing more raunchy things on camera. It was all an adrenaline rush that I had never experienced before. It didn't last though. I think it was about a month or so after I started the account, I got my first trash talker. And that wasn't so bad, really. I've dealt with bullies before. I figured just block and move on. It was one particular account, though, that took it to the next level. I'm not going to share their username here to keep others safe, but I think it's necessary that anyone who is using this service be aware creeps like this are probably more common than even I can imagine. They first sent me a $50 tip, followed by a request for a custom photo. That was pretty standard procedure, so of course I obliged them. Then things went dark very quickly. So you're in Ohio? They asked when they paid for a private chat. Now, according to OnlyFans' rules and terms, I wasn't obligated to provide them that information. But it troubled me that they knew. Before I even could respond, the mysterious user took it a step further. You needn't deny it. I recognize you from an old yearbook. I'm from the area as well. This should have sent all sorts of red flags for me, but I was struck by amazement of meeting someone I know in real life. The odds seemed astronomically high. Still, nothing they said sounded dangerous so far, so I kept casually chatting, ignoring the other warning messages that they sent. Reflecting on it now, the signs were all there. So, do your parents know about this? Have you ever thought about taking it further on camera? Someday, we will be together. This last one was what prompted me to decide that I couldn't entertain the notion anymore and end it. Screw the money. I could find other ways for making a quick buck. Sorry, this is getting too much. I'm going to be blocking you. Again, why did I even give them that courtesy? Am I just too nice? Who knows? But they didn't like that response at all. You disconnect from me, and you will regret it forever, Laura. That message had an ominous undertone, and soon they sent another that made it clear this wasn't any idle threat. I can forward all your videos to your father right now as we speak. Or maybe better, to every Facebook friend you have, he responded. If I was a braver person, I could have called his bluff, but I never have been that type. He must have known that. You're going to do exactly as I say, and no one will get hurt, he said. You can't be serious, I responded. Why was I even entertaining this? I should have called the police. Ask your parents if they want to sleep well tonight. You will realize that with one of them choking on their own tongue how serious I can be. Now, shall we begin my private show? The stranger asked. I tried to see if I could pinpoint their IP address, tell the authorities while I also stripped for the camera. So beautiful and obedient, the taunter said as I sent the first pic. It was so easy to just do as I was told, but I also had to fight back. The IP search went through the dark web, though, untraceable. 
So my internet sleuthing told me this wasn't just some joker. I was in real danger of them finding me with their advanced tech. Get out the knife in your drawer and cut at your wrist, the stalker said. I took it out without hesitation and stared at my pale skin. My body going pale because of the cut. I saw blood trickle out. I got dizzy and almost passed out. Go deeper or your mom will never get that surgery she needs, the stalker taunted. Why are you doing this? I begged. Their response? Because I can. It stayed like this for the next week. I didn't get any requests except for them. I was their slave. I felt trapped. I couldn't just log off and leave when I wanted. My world revolved around pleasing them. I finally got to the point that I threatened to take my life. You can't control me anymore, I told the stranger behind the screen as I held a knife to my throat. To my shock and disgust, they replied, Do it, Laura. Finish it. It will be a good show. Instead, I flipped off the camera and cried myself to bed. I left the service after that, refusing to let them keep controlling my life. I kept waiting day after day for the blackmail to kick in, but nothing ever happened. Then it hit me, how gullible I had been. There wasn't going to be repercussions. It had all been a lure by a sicko on the dark web. A month passed before I really let my guard down and decided life was normal again. Then Audrey asked me to drink again. I told her everything about the whole experience. I was happy I could joke about it now, but as I kept talking, I saw how pale her face got. And you just walked away? And no consequences? She asked. I called their bluff, girl. They can't hurt me, I said confidently. I hope you're right, she said with a shudder. I was sure I was. It was over. I could move on from this dark chapter. That night I dropped her off and drove home to find that my house door was open. Mom and Dad were quiet inside. It made my heart drop. A burglar? I called out to them and frantically searched the house. I found them bound and gag and unconscious in their beds, intertwined with each other as if being forced to kiss. On the wall was a message written in blood. If I can't have you, no one will. Then the house went up in flames from an explosion. When I woke up in the hospital, my parents were already dead. The paramedics told me it was an accidental gas leak that caused the explosion. But I knew the truth. My mysterious stalker had finally made his threats come true. It's been months since then. I haven't heard from them again. But I refuse to ever log into OnlyFans again. I want them to think I died in that fire, too. It's safer that way. To be anonymous again. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a second and leave a rating. Also, don't forget to check out my animated horror stories on YouTube. Just search Dr. No Sleep in the search bar to find my channel.